Shop Amazon for last-minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother, Chad. Ah, shoot, we didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice, better reciprocate. For last-minute deals on gifts for people you forgot. Get fast and free shipping at Amazon. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. You are now tuned into Carefree Black Girl Podcast where we discuss everything carefree black and girl. I I really miss y'all. I really (laughs) miss y'all a lot. Like this is a reunion, y'all. This really is a reunion. Yeah, this is definitely a reunion. So I'm the producer, Quana. So first, before we go into anything, cause y'all know y'all, we, we, we got a lot to say. Yes. But, so before we go into anything, um, I'm gonna have everybody introduce themselves and tell what they do and what their involvement with the Carefree Black Girl Movement is or was, and you know, where they get themselves like in the movement. So I'm Quana. I am a rapper, I'm an artist, and I'm a creative analyst. I guess that's like one of my new titles. I also produce podcasts. So if you ever come up to me and say, I heard you on a podcast, I'll be like, which episode? Because I'm not really on a podcast. Um, I'm just a producer. And yeah, I'm the founder of this creative movement that to me means, uh, you know, striving in spite of obstacles, not really letting shit get to you because, you know, us as black people, we always got something going on. It's like, I'm still not gonna be down here, be down. Like, you know, people be like, I don't look like my struggle. Well, you definitely, well, better know that I don't look like my struggle. And to me, that's what the movement was. So in my head, that's what Carefree Black Girl is. And my involvement is the founder. And so I guess I'm one of the people that make this thing run. You all, yes. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to pass it off to Nika. What's up, y'all? I'm Nika. I'm on season four in ATL. Um, I'm a blogger and an event curator and publicist. And um, I help with Carrie Black Girl with the tour, help with kind of booking the artists and just kind of get the message out there. So, yeah, that's my job. I'm Dash. Um, seasons one through three, Carefree Black Girl podcast. I was a wardrobe stylist, but y'all this year, I'm literally dropping my first EP next month. Okay. Y'all gotta be on the lookout for that. I'm a rapper, trapper, stylist, or, uh-huh. um, yeah. So this year, my year was literally about jumping out in the world doing everything that I could do no matter what you know how people be like you got to focus on one thing figure out one thing but I was like no I'm doing everything right. like yeah. so I kind of put styling on the back end and just focusing on my music so yeah. hey y'all I'm Ivy um I was on the podcast seasons one through three with the Dodge 
Um, I'm the founder of Ivy and Co, which is a creative agency that focuses. <laughs> we focus on artist development, creative direction, and basically intimate event production, as well as um, I'm a marketing coordinator for MV Management Group, so we manage brands like Ciroc and Revolt and like different artists. So this year was really about leveling up for me. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I always knew I was meant to be bigger than life, but like I feel like it was this is the year that I really stopped talking. It was just like, nah, girl, can I curse? No, yes, bitch. You better get to the bag. That so that is my mood, and I just turned twenty six, and like twenty five was such a heavy year. So I feel like at twenty six, like it's really secure in the bag, looking cute, being carefree. And doing everything dope. So. Y'all know what's so crazy? I feel like no matter what, everybody I meet, 25 is always like a heavy year. And you be always thinking you're going to step into 25 so, and like, like oh, something, but it's just like, and it be heavy. Am I everything I say I am? Am I going to step into that? What am I going to do about yes, it? It's like, oh my God, this is my last year of being in my early 20s. Like, it was, it was a lot for me. It was just like, girl, you still broke. Like you, you, the champagne taste on this fucking bare budget. Like you gotta get it together. I mean, I still got champagne taste with bare budget money, but the money is coming, okay? Right. And I think I seen someone that, tweet the other day like this is definitely the yet the last, last year, year being for real. Like, okay. okay, it's so stressful. Like I said that last year too, but these fucking this year. Year. <laughs> I said that every year, this year till it come, right? <laughs> Like, I'm not going for it. It's so funny. Like, quick story. Me and my boyfriend go to Miami, right? So, he's very, like, on a budget, and I'm thinking I had money. So, I picked this fucking lavish-ass hotel, right? So, we get there. So, I'm thinking, like, in the United States, you only got to put 250 down for a deposit. They charged us 250 per day. My boyfriend was looking at me like, oh, so you're going to be eating cheese sandwiches for the rest of this trip, right? But... To me, that was just like, all right, that humbled me. Because it's like, girl, like, you really, you're not even, you're not even here. You could have stayed at the Marriott. Like, right. what's good? Yeah, you could have did but, you, you could have scaled back a little bit. I know, but I just also feel like, I think you taught me that. Like, you was on some, like, bro, just be who you are and live and then let the money come after. Like, all right, so... Just getting to my next question. So after we introduce ourselves, y'all know who he is now. Kwana, Nika, Dodge, Ivy, Red, so I come a little later. <laughs> so as you, your journey of being a carefree black girl and actually seeing it, living it, and being a part of it, you're like, okay, this is my reality. I've been through some shit. You know, I always tell y'all, I always stress, like, it's not about the flower crowns and tiaras. It's about, like, Really? Those things that bring you down, you getting over. Tell me about like what is your reality for being a carefree black girl versus what's portrayed. Well, I'll say that I feel like what's portrayed as being a carefree black girl, like online and what we see, social media. I think it's everybody's first reaction. They think it's like all oh, natural hair. Right. Black girls um, who's like in tuned and aware with being black. I think that people think like you have to be this like, black power, I'm right. black girl, no cares, no worries in the world. And I just feel like me, I'm a carefree black girl. Like you see, we always say it like each one of us got our own swag. We all different, but we all carefree black girls. And I just feel like for me, 
being carefree means being free spirited mm -hmm. more than carefree. Like I definitely have cares, I have worries, but it's about being aware with who I am and being comfortable with that. So right. being comfortable in who I am as a black woman, no matter who that is. Like we all different, but we all carefree black girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's just accepting all forms of being a black girl because, you know, the black girl ain't just, you know, edges laid and braids and all this. It's like, you can be that alternative black girl. Like me, I like punk rock music sometimes. I want to blast that every now and then. And I feel like the Carefree Black Girl movement really accepted me in that way. So that's my thing. So Ivy, as an Afro-Latina, I don't know why Lucky. you be giving me that time. Lucky. Black. But you're, you're, you're black. Okay. So, I do. <laughs> don't you identify as black? Yeah. I mean, I you're, know. I have you have. still, like, you could. And I feel like there's always the question is like, oh, well, I'm Puerto Rican or I'm white and I'm black. And I feel like for me and you, right. like, what's your experience as being a carefree black girl? I mean, with my last name, people be automatically thinking I speak Spanish. Like, I got a lot of jobs. They was like, do I have a last And I said, poquito. Like, you know, <laughs> right? I'm going to ask you some money. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some money in Spanish. But I feel like, one, well, I have two things. One, I feel like people who portray Carrie Black Girls is just happy-go-lucky. Like, I feel like I'm always annoyed, so I'm never mad. You know, so I feel like I'm not just this happy-go-lucky person that people be portraying carefree black girls. Like, we have attitudes. Like, we get upset. Like, shit be hard, you know? But also, being an Afro-Latina, I just feel like it was, well, I, I don't really think I'm one. Even though right. I said, Even though, but like, by heritage. By heritage. You, is, are. you are. I've always, I've just always felt like I was just black. Like, yeah, my dad's Puerto Rican, but... He only dated black women. He has a whole bunch of black friends. So it's kind of like when I never really felt like I fit in with Spanish girls. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, and so that's what life. I feel like black, carefree black girl is. It's more of a cultural thing. Yeah, it was a cultural thing. Like the mindset that, okay, even though I'm a black girl, like, I'm going to do the shit that you think I'm not going to do. Like, right. this year is like me not. Shop Amazon for last minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother, Chad. Ah, shoot. We didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice. Better reciprocate. For last minute deals. Talking about it, actually stepping into it, it's like all the things that they say, oh girl, you just from a girl from the, the Bronx, so that's true, right, you ain't gonna do right. that. But what I'm gonna show you, like to me, that was just like the identifying with the black struggle in that black people, we've gone through so much. And I know a lot of us talk about, I've seen on Twitter people talk about like, black trauma, how we do like the whole like slave movies and things right. like that. And I, when I look at Carefree Black Girl, it's kind of like a resistance to that, uh, saying, okay, you want to find joy in my pain, but can you like laugh with me too? Right. Or see me shy in my success? Okay, yeah, maybe I maybe grew up in a one-parent household, but I'm going to get this shit done. But I love that, breaking the mold. Yeah. You and I different. The crazy thing is like, my, even though my dad, like, you know, he dates a lot of 
black women and all, you know, like, I feel like as his daughter, he still put these little Spanish standards on me, like, oh, you need to serve your brothers. What? What? No. The, oh, you need to cook and clean and, and it's just like, no shade, I'm okay with being a little messy. Like, I'm not that girl that's gonna serve men. Like, I have no problem being submissive in certain spaces, but just my whole being dedicated to serving a man when, no shame, my mother been single since I've been born. Like, I've right. seen her get to it without my dad. So it's like, it, it was funny and ironic to me. Like, you think I'm supposed to just be this, oh, you know, my brothers would come over. He's like, oh, get your brother something to drink. Like, they're older than me. They can walk. Right. They have legs. They have feet. That's saying that too. Right. Something else I say too about like being carefree. Um, Starting over, having day one. You know how right. you have goals or you're trying to quit something or diets or whatever, and you be like, all right, this month, and then you find yourself back there in a week, like, all right, I'm starting over. Or you done cheated on something. You're like, all right, I got to start over. And I feel like that's another way of just being comfortable with yourself and whatever you're going through, just like being in your own mindset and getting through it. Like, if you got to start over five times, one of those times, you're going to get it. And I just feel like it's okay to make those mistakes. And that's right. another part of just being carefree, being, com- being comfortable. And with, going at your pace. Yeah. yeah. What you I definitely through. think. Like, so that just make, brings me to my next question for you, ladies. So, audience, if you're a little confused, I'm asking them just warm-up questions to get you familiar with them and how they think and what the Carefree Black Girl movement is. Um, because all of us are different. So the last question for you on your journey, on your individual journeys, how has like being a part of something as big as Carefree Black Girl, Black Girl shaped the way you go about your journey, like your process, and like how you think about where you want to be before life dies? Well, <laughs> y'all, I'll say um, Carefree Black Girl showed me that there are different audiences within the black woman race. Like there are different groups of black women to target. And so we all have different audiences, like on our personal platforms of people who we trying to reach out to. So I think being being a part of the Carefree Black Girl movement just showed me like, it's a it's a place for each content. Everybody right. content has a thing and you just gotta figure out like who you trying to reach. I think Fanny used to always be on me about that. Like who yeah, is your audience? Like, who are you audience? trying to reach? Which is important to find your tribe and those people you're trying to reach out to. But I also think that like I'm a person that teaches being selfish is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so happy and just carefree because right. And I love that about you. Not being selfish in a bad way, but being selfish in putting yourself first, getting through what you need to get through, like staying center or whatever. And um, if you don't know like who your target audience is or whatever, like if one day I want to wear my puff, the next day I want to wear my wig, one day I want to be a stylist, one day I want to be a rapper, like that's on me to figure out. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel like being in a setting with everybody and seeing everybody journey just taught me like that's okay. Right. Right. Because it takes everything. Yeah, girl. I think being a part of Harry's Black Girl really um helped me figure out community. 
um, just being able to be on the road and seeing everybody in the different cities. The one thing that stands out is community. Um, and I think that it's important to get back to your roots and it's important to kind of nurture that community you come from, whether it is um, whatever industry you're in or whatever you're doing, because you need that support and you need to kind of be an asset to whatever it is. You saying that too also made me think about the word inclusivity because you always mm -hmm. say that like we so inclusive, yeah. everybody is welcome, and it just for me definitely like I'm from upstate, I'm from Rochester, New York, so I always had my one group of friends and they was just like me, like we was mirrors of each other, and moving here like. It just showed me you don't have to sit at the table with girls just like you. And it showed me how to be in a room with wider range women. You know yes, what I mean? So that was a, that's a great thing, because as you get older, like you're going to have to whether it's work, no matter what, you're going to have to start interacting with women. That's not the same as you. Yeah, I think Carefree, the Carefree Black Girl Movement taught me how to be. I butcher this word all the time, but. Especially being in the entertainment business, like you deal with so many different people right. that expect you to like one, either they're looking for you to be that token black girl mm -hmm. or like they want you to be like super reserved. And it's like, fuck no. I'm gonna I'm not gonna take out a blunt at the table. I'm not gonna do that. But if you wanna meet me after the meeting for a blunt, we could do that. But um it just taught me just how to be me. <laughs> <laughs> he like that was my call, meet me outside. It just taught me how to like just be me and, and, and not and not be afraid to be black because right. I mean, yeah, people be like, Are you Spanish? And I may be, but I always say, No, I'm black. Wow, what's up? You know, like, is there a problem? Because it could be a problem because you know, but they definitely taught me like how to be just happy and carefree and black in all spaces. Right. Yes. Whether like, you know, I don't mind being that black girl in the room. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so in a nutshell, if anybody had a question. But what about you, Fun? Right, what about you? Um, so realistically, um, I would say that the carefree black girl movement taught me how to be um just honest with myself. Like you said, like if I wake up one day and I'm in a bad mood, like just being it, that it's not all flower crowns and tears. Like some days I feel like shit, like, and I want to get on Twitter and hold it be like, y'all bitches have me fucked up because people do be having you fucked <laughs> up. And then you don't, like, it's like a lot of times I felt like in my being carefree, I was like harming myself because I wasn't like this bitch really just threw some shade at you and you were like, whatever. But it's like after a while, it becomes like a thorn and then you have to react. Yeah. So I just um, decided that in my journey, I wanted to be as real and transparent as possible. So yeah, sometimes it may not be all together. You right. know what I mean? We and might, that's okay. Yeah, it's I love okay. That. But like, I'm not letting it stop what I have going on. Yeah. And I, I think people get confused. So like, she had an attitude yesterday. Okay, girl, but that don't mean that's that okay. okay. Grandma, we human. I I'm okay. Like Grandma, granny's cool. I had an attitude with the Uber driver. Like, you know what I mean? And people. But I also take <laughs> it personal. Like, ask me what's going on before you be like, oh, she's rude. And like, ask me, hey, girl, like, who pissed you off? So I can tell you, and maybe you can make me laugh, or like, you could talk me off the ledge, you know? Exactly. Like, we be needing that. When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. 
That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. It was putting a hole, like, even through y'all, like, it taught me how not to be, like, it's no one-size-fits-all, and I knew that coming into this, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? Because I come to y'all, like, this person critiqued me so hard, and I be, like, so into it because I will be, you know, trying to please everybody. But then I realized, like, black women are so complex. We are oh. never going to be the same if we are not monolithic. Like we do not all come, and it's not—it's not one shape, not one size, not one thought process. And it's okay to express ourselves it's okay. on our own damn social media. Yeah. Like I feel like when you coming up or you doing something, you got a brand. Like everybody expects you to put on this poker face and just all. I still struggle with that though. Like, so happy, and then when you in your moves, when you with your right. friends, when you in the hood, you be like, "Dang, can I post this? Can I?" say bitch on Twitter can I and I be like no fuck that like I feel like people want personality like I'm so tired even going through you know artist development anything and people be like you gotta delete all these pictures like stuff like that is important but it'd be like no I want I'm me like right. why I gotta delete my stuff like people I feel like people want to see authenticity people want to see real stuff so like if you having a bad day it's okay to get on Twitter and be like Bitch, I, I actually just use Snapchat. Like, I don't know. Like, I still struggle with showing my full self on Instagram. Even on, on Twitter. Like, Twitter got me in trouble a couple times. So, like, I just tweet song lyrics and pictures and I be out. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> so, so, but on Snapchat, like, that's why everybody don't have my Snapchat. Because you see me in the morning, crusting my eye, talking my shit, talking about my dream, who woke me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do feel like it's important to sometimes you, like, personally for me, I have to scale back a little bit Obviously. on Instagram. We all do, but you I know? think we can all like see that Snapchat. I, I, scale, I do know when to scale back, when not to scale back, but sometimes I do get tired of scaling back. Exactly. But I guess that's where accountability partners come in. Play because it's like I you like it's only gonna be up to twenty four hours if you post. Yeah, I just be like, well, my thing is Twitter. You know, Twitter is everlasting. Yeah, it me off. Like I might not talk about it at nine a.m. that day, but at five, I'm going on a whole rant, and it's gonna be like. Have you watched yourself deleting old tweets? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Uh, all the time, I have to delete so many tweets for one a rant. <laughs> but like, do I need to even it's say like this? Like, what is this doing for my Twitter? Like, I'm a mood person. I 
Yeah, Nico, what's your sign? Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm so into astrology. Like, I'm, I'm a like, Gemini. I'm and Taurus. people give us a bad rep, but we're really good. People. Gemini, Nika, Taurus. I'm a Leo. Leo gay. Leo gay. And I'm a Virgo. Any Virgos in the building? So we're both Earth signs. Ah. Beyonce's a Virgo, so you know Yes, Beyonce's a Virgo. Michael Jackson's a Virgo. Dodge is a Virgo. Okay, y'all. So before we go into this next segment, do you need some water, Adam? Um, how y'all doing? How y'all, how y'all doing okay? Are y'all enjoying us so far? Are y'all good? Okay. We're Brooklyn <laughs> We're Brooklyn hey, we'll Talk to you guys. You're here. Okay. Hey. So on Carefree Black Girl Podcast, we have different segments. We have, on the show, we have Carefree Black Girl of the Month. It's, we highlight whatever bad girl, black woman is out there killing it. It could be your grandma, Serena, Venus, anybody in the hood. Then it's our girl segment, where we talk about the latest Gaga and current events. After the girl segment, we talk about on a serious note, that's the politics, all the serious stuff. Oh my God, my back aches, I wanna cry. That's on a serious note. Um, and, <laughs> and then it's a get free segment, it's where we give you health and wellness tips and dating advice. All right, so instead of doing the Carefree Black Girl of the Week this week, we're going to do a trivia, and we're going to get the audience involved. Are you guys ready? Are y'all perked up? (laughs) So I'm going to read the first one, and the first person to answer this gets a goodie bag. All right? You get a bottle, and I'm just playing. She is a Bayesian princess. Her breakout video was. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You said Bayesian. You should have said princess. I know. You should have said princess. I gotta finish the question. I gotta finish the question. Y'all gotta wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. You gotta look, look, keep your eyes open. Okay. She's a great Bayesian princess. Her breakout video was wet and rainy, and half the world has been destroying her name for, for over a decade. Brianna. Brianna. I said her. Yeah, she got it. She got it. She, 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 you said it right, but she, she got, got it. it. She got but it. But it is yes. Rihanna. That's her name. Woo. We've been destroying her name for over yeah, a year. Yes, girl. Yes. Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna. That's her name. All right. Does anybody else want to read this? I'm going to read it for me. Okay. She's a plus size diva, not a play. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> She's a plus size diva, not afraid to twerk and play the flute. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Question and this question, the prize, I'm gonna read it. the answer is a carefree black girl shirt. So, okay, it's I'm like the best it. one. Oh. Open up, no, wait, listen, <laughs> y'all, look whoever, look and see. I'm Even if you call it out before the question is finished, you lose. So, and raise your hand for this one because it's a carefree black girl shirt. This powerhouse is responsible for the most awesome series featuring black people that grace our TV right now. She recently told us she doesn't like being called auntie. I know you can't. Your hand was up in the white scarf. Do you have an answer? 
Female rap has been very strong as the past, this past couple years. So who are y'all listening to? Because I make the stallion. Kay. I'm listening to Nicki Minaj always. Oh my god! What are we? Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. All right, wait, wait. I appreciate Nicki. She she paved the way. She paved so, the way. She she can, can we not mention Nicki Minaj on this show today? Okay, we got to. No, we For so long, and no, we have to give these other, we, other, we gotta give these other women rappers their thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so right now, the girls who are killing the airwaves are City Megan Girls, Stallion, Megan City, Stallion girls. City Girls, Rico Nasty Tiny. made four thirty under thirty this year with not one single on Rico the radio. Nasty. Uh, Rico so Nasty. So that's that's Wack. Tierra Wack was nominated for a Grammy. Oh, Brand. I like her I too. Love yeah, so it's a lot of women. I like Madeline Mitch. Madeline Mitch. I love her. I mean, I feel like, all right, so when hip-hop started, 
it wasn't a big thing. So of course your lyrics mattered. Like your pen, you had to push your pen because you're showing a new talent, a new skill. Where now it's like you can you can you can have all the bars in the world, but if you don't have the personality and you just don't have the charisma, you just don't have it. Right. And I feel like people just be thinking because they can spit a hot sixteen that they know like. You don't have it, and it's okay. Right for someone that has that so quality. Let's go into that because you both small. work in marketing and artist right. like mm-hmm. development and pushing. And so you guys think about like, okay, so you think about a Cardi B, right? And you're saying Drake admitted to having writers. Right. It should be okay for but Cardi. Drake mm-hmm. proved himself before prior. Exactly. Prior. Okay. Like people you, so that's the so exception. You feel the comeback. Yeah, you gotta prove yourself. You, you gotta write a lot. Then like, you can get to my generation. So what if you can actually write a good song, but you can't like freestyle? Cause Saweetie, y'all say y'all rocking with her, but, but she can't they was she mad at her cannot, with her um she, she I don't know what she I'm did. Not she compared to her. No, it was on the <laughs> double XL. She had that freestyle that was so bad. Crazy God. thing is like there's other people in the room. So I was confused why no one stopped it. Like, hold up, girl. You know we putting this out. We didn't shout out Cash Style. I oh, like yeah, Cash Style. I like Cash. Yeah, everybody. Y'all know cash I like Cash. Tired. I'm over. Dreezy. Oh my God, we have to give Dreezy her thing. No. So I Dreezy like Cash because I like she. I can tell Cash like I can tell she try. She want to be better. You know, Cash don't got nobody writing for her, and she cares about trying to be like a better too. artist. Even though she's a psychopath, I like her. So I respect. I respect the writer. Like you could be cute and all that, but I respect. So, okay, so y'all like how the ladies are breaking the mold. Y'all like, like they doing different ways. Definitely. Do you guys think that more people should start using different avenues like podcasting and things like that, or do you think ways are becoming oversaturated? What do you mean, as far as like, um, in general, or in general? Like, do you feel like artists can use other mediums like podcasting? We see Meg, Megan Thee Stallion; she got her. Clean up. She got her right. different things going on. What do you think that like women artists can do outside of just being a rapper? They can actually be relatable and not just try to sell me sex all day. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the reason why I feel like people love Megan is because she care she cares about real life shit. You get what I'm saying? Like I like her more than I like her music. Real talk. Like. And that's important. Like, I would stream her music just because I like her. And I feel like female artists, they just kind of got to get back to the grassroots. Um, I think a lot of people think that you got to do all this social media, like, what's it called? What do I call them? Um, Rollouts and and strategies. And it's all about just being a real person and connecting with the people that fuck with you. Yeah, that's what I was saying about people. If you can make one person really like you and come to your show, word of mouth is the most important tool. And I think people just don't use it anymore. Everybody thinks like, oh, I got to have all these followers on Instagram. And it's like, girl, no, you don't. Because I don't even be liking pictures. So it's like, I need need real life interactions. From people like you need engagements off me, the phone, right? In like real life, yeah, stuff like, and not necessarily playing politics either. Like, fuck with who fucks with you, and I feel like when you focus on that, the people that fuck with you more, they're gonna do the legwork for you and be like, yo, nah, she's the truth. She's doing this, so I'm very big on artists really touching base, going to these colleges, like relate, helping. I told I told this one artist like 
Stop going to the club throwing money. Right. All you attracting is leeches. You getting yourself, go get yourself lined because they're going to think you have all this money. And gold diggers, what you need to do is change a single parent, single mother's life. They're going to fuck with you and they're going to remember you for like forever. You go, you give back, you do a field day in the, like for the kids in your hood. Get your community to fuck with you and then it's right. gold time. That's good advice. And then you give yeah. back. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's important for anyone with a platform to use it in a positive manner. But especially women right now, there's so many issues we're dealing with that female rappers can be able to be, be a voice to that. Right. Um, but also just like podcasting is important because they can get more in-depth in what they're talking about. They can kind of show their side of it and... I mean, everybody was tuned into Nicki Minaj Radio, so it's similar yeah, to that. And speaking I think, of her, that yeah. definitely was a good yeah, that's like, a okay, platform for women. What is it? Queen Radio? Queen Radio. Queen Radio. Like, that was something. No, it was only spicy when she was talking spicy. No, I mean, it has to be positive. But you know, positive. just say if, if, if more women rappers went on different podcasts yeah. that people listen to, mm-hmm. like, if the Reed had Tierra Wack or somebody on there, I'm definitely tuning in. I want to hear right, you, right. where you're from, what's your story. Because that's a lot of times, radio, how much. Y'all don't listen to radio all the time. Right. You miss them on the radio. You don't hear it. You ain't about to go search it on YouTube if you don't that's hear it right in and there. So that's what I think about things like that. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. If you're looking for more pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and T-shirts to denim and more, They've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. All American Giant clothing is created with a commitment to doing things better. From the materials they use down to the last stitch in every piece. And everything is made right here in America, in partnership with people and communities. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll appreciate as soon as you receive your order. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23. Um, but moving on, you said something about like women rappers using their platforms to talk about serious issues. So that brings me to the issue of abortion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do we want to talk about this? How we yes, do we can talk yes, about it. Yes, so let's talk about it. Ooh. I just feel like I'm for it. So we're on a serious note. Like, <laughs> yes, on a serious note. <laughs> I'm for it. Like, so moving on right along. <laughs> so serious note. Um, abortion. Yes, yeah, so in Georgia and a couple other places, they have like the heartbeat law where you, after six weeks, you can no longer have an abortion. So you could have one up to six weeks. After six weeks, you can't have one. And so, you know, there's been a lot of chit chat. Yeah, about right. I don't find out till they're at six weeks. Twelve weeks. Who made like, the rules? I wonder could they go like somewhere that. else to another state? So the thing about it is a lot of people and that's what I was gonna talk about. Like a lot of people will probably start trying to travel to get abortions, but it's like if you're caught, you could face up to yeah. like that's crazy. Murder charges. I wonder, murder charges, yeah. I was get thinking charges. like is it gonna bring more yes, murder charges on women? That's a lot for a whole state. Like I feel like that's just gonna increase the self harm rate and just other issues within women because people people gonna be trying to figure out how to get rid of that baby. Like so I was doing some research and I found out that 
basically, there's a two-sided sword to this whole abortion thing. So on one side, they want black people to not be happy, able to control themselves and the poor, you guys not to be able to afford it. But also, Caucasian people have not been being born at a high rate. And because they can't have abortions freely, they're growing and they're being born at a lower rate. So they're taking away from everybody to more so make them have more babies to populate more. Mm -hmm. So if that makes sense. So it may be like in the past five years, we've had the most graduations among black women uh, and things like that, new women entrepreneurs. And a part of that is because you guys have access to, we have access to birth control and abortion and take control of our bodies. Right. So like, Maybe you got pregnant at a young age, you decided not to have it or whatever, that happens. But as much as it happens with us, it happens with white people. But the thing about them is they're growing and dying at the same rate. Mm. So it's like, what they got to do with us? It, it has little to do with us and more to do with them. But I just wanted to open you guys' eyes to what oh, it is. And it also is an oppressing thing because mm -hmm. it keeps the poor poor. Right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna keep the poor poor. You're you're forced to have a child that you can't take care of, and then these children grow up in these horrible circumstances. So it's just like it, it's not it's not beneficial down the line. I'm it's like, don't they not like us? Yeah, at 17, I definitely had one, and I'm so grateful that I had one because wow. I be the mother right now would be. Whew, you get what I'm saying? So it's just like I just knew like I feel like with kids, and it's not even about just out here killing babies. It's about being able to provide a life for a kid that's right, bigger than right. yours. And I feel like it's super selfish to bring a kid into a struggle. Like, they didn't ask to be here. Right. And, I say, and that breeds resentment. Like, people that just have can't get, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, like, I'm very grateful. Like, people be asking, like, oh, do you regret it? Hell no. Like, I, I needed that. Like, I'm like, yeah. What does I, that promote safe sex? Do you think yeah, I mean, I I recently went through the same thing, <laughs> and I feel like the decision, like even as an older woman, I feel like I just wasn't ready. Yeah. I feel like it was a better life that I could provide for a child. Exactly. And I don't think that's something that I feel like anybody should be able to tell me, like when to do it, when is a good time. So I was 17, but I still feel like now, like in my life, I just am not at a point that I could provide for me right. for a child and that's why I say last year being broke because like I'm working on it but yeah. and it's just it scares me because I'm from Georgia guys so no. if I was there it's just like dang like what, I what if it had been like a couple months later or a couple months or like a right. couple weeks later you know what I mean and it's just like I would have had to suck it up and I know a lot of women have and I come in them have had, I had, and they, they've right. done it and they made it work I just don't know if I'm that strong. And I commend those women. And I, I don't even think it's about being strong. It's really just about choices. And it's about, like, what kind of life is my child going to have right now? And that was, like, a big part. Like, I'm 17. Um, my mother lives in Florida. I'm up in New York. So it's like I don't have that maternal, like, support. You get what I'm saying? I don't even like this nigga like that. So it's just, like, is the process going through getting an abortion, like, traumatizing the surgery? Is it a surgery? I mean, I would say... It depends on which one's 
Yeah, I, I, I would say yes. One of two. One, you no. can take a pill. It's a yes and no. I said yes and no. It's just like, for me, it's like where you're at mentally. Yeah. Like, I was a little sad about it, but it's not like traumatized because I didn't really. It's just like. Like, with her, is this something that's going to change you? Get in Um, yes. Yes. It did really hurt. And it felt like. I didn't go to school for like a week. I felt really, yes. I felt really bad. If I would never do it again. I would say that that I don't think I would do it again. I would hope I not. Just, it I was just do it again, painful for me. But I, I yeah, I, it's no like I wouldn't really sugarcoat it for you. Like no, it wasn't. It was very sad. It was very bad. Because it is. I'm not. I would. Them being if it. it was me feeling the way I felt at the time, I would do it. But I wouldn't. I'm glad we had two, two totally. Different experiences. My shit was a, a relief. I'm like, oh. But my you were God. young. Well, like I was, I was relieved. That was That's years what I'm saying. Ago. My mental and <laughs> insides. I was relieved, but my physical was in pain. Oh that, yeah, like yeah, like I was in. I was in, it was my senior. Do we feel yeah, like we normalize it? Like that's okay that we normalize it? And like that's what I, that was my next yes, question. That was my next question. So because abortion is illegal, it, it will, it's becoming illegal in some places, and we don't want to have our bodies policed. Do we feel like it's become a space where we have normalized abortion or normalized like death and killing and things like I that? Think I think so. Like I think it's keeping business. That, like that, a lot of stuff don't be having nothing to do with us. Like. Quanta getting an abortion has nothing to do with what I'm, how I'm gonna pay my bills today or tomorrow. And I just feel like it's fucked up that we gotta suffer because white people not producing properly. Like, that don't got shit to do with us. No, I'm yeah. here. I, no, I agree. I for agree. us having the choice. Mind your business. I'm here for us having the choice, but say <laughs> yeah. it's a sister to a sister. Like, if you knew that your girl or your sis was going through that, like, would you? I, I, I think, like, I, think I would because but, at the end of the day, like it's a lot that goes into being a mother and being someone who provides for someone else. And I think as women who have dreams and have, are independent, we think like it we can handle everything, but then those are the things that like shake us and be like, okay. And it's not easy. So we don't normalize it because it's not easy. And I will not condone it. I wouldn't think that's your first choice. If you feel like you're strong enough to handle it, I felt like I would have resented having a child. Exactly. And that choice made it easier to not have it because I wanted to have a child in love. In love. Right, exactly. With the I feel that. Because some people, I feel like we do give it a choice, like, shit, this nigga get me pregnant, I'm gonna get an abortion. You don't even think twice about it. And then there's other people who was just raised, like, that's just not something that I would ever do. Or you hear so many women with kids that just be like, you know, I got pregnant and I just had my baby and they don't be with the nigga, they don't be in love or nothing and they love their child. You never know, I think. I just just feel like the, um, the focus is just misdirected right now. Um, I can agree that abortion is a little bit normalized, but at the same time, they're defunding Planned Parenthood. They're not focusing on foster care and, and stuff like that. So it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Right. To, so to like, yeah, even if you want to have a baby, these are harsh. Abort. These are harsh laws. Like six weeks. Like people don't know. Like people yeah. really don't know. And on top of that, and in Alabama, they're also like castrating men in prison. So it also adds to the whole. 
population control. Like this right. thing is deeper than is deeper than what it is, and I don't know what we got to do. And I thought we were founded on separation of church and state because I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, like it's God's right." It's God, right? Yeah, it's God, and all these other things. But I thought like, that our laws is founded on the separation of that, like yeah. separating church. In theory, but I think that a lot of things still operate yeah. that way. Like, oh, they're still trying to keep us traditional because everyone is more liberal now. Like, everyone is thinking outside the box. Like, but take your birth control. Also, so that's what I'm saying. They need to. They need to fund that. They they they're taking they're taking that away. Like, birth control was free. They're trying to take it away, and I don't understand why would we focus on that? Yeah. Can we can we make that free? Yeah. Right, so it's basically saying, okay, if y'all want to have sex, y'all get pregnant. Yo, I'm abstinent, so I'm just looking at everybody like, like oh. <laughs> abstinent dies. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh my god, I think Where's, I just saw Red. Hey, Red, 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 You want to come up? Red. You want to come up? Y'all remember in history class when we learned about the one-child policy oh, that they yes. used to have in like yeah. China yeah. or some yeah. China yeah. where everybody yeah. was only allowed to have one kid like to control the population. I feel like it's a lot of motherfuckers on the earth. Mm-hmm. And I be thinking like, I just wonder what if <laughs> one year like nobody I'm had a baby. Share the mic. Is that a crazy thought? Okay, so we're going to pause right quick and do something non-traditional. Since we are live, 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 um, this is Homegirl Rez. She's coming hey. to visit us. Hi, everybody. I'm I, You know. It's okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot. But <laughs> we started off this um, show with basically introduce yourself. Tell what your involvement is with Care for Black Girl. Cool. Okay, first and foremost, I miss you, ladies. I oh my know. God, I miss you guys. We haven't so seen much. each other so long. Oh, I know. It's a long, long. It's like like a year. A year. Like, I mean, um, for us, bro. For, yeah, I think probably. Um, so I have been working. I've worked with a carefree black girl since I don't know. Um, I think season three. Season three. Season three, two, two through three, because yeah. two you were well, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and three you were actually on the podcast. Yeah, so I came on board thanks to Wise, who saw me um, at another podcasting event, and I was like, I'm looking for a place to just work on my talent and my craft. Um, I love producing shows, and I was able to work behind the scenes on developing the content that we were playing together in season two, and then season three came about, and same, same role, but actually on the mic. Um, so I I think Carefree Black Girl is a beautiful movement. I always thank everybody and I always shout it out because at the end of the day, they gave me my, oh my first gosh. start. And most thank importantly, you. it 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 helped me become me. So okay, so you missed the question, but one of the questions was, um, for you, how has the movement helped shape and navigate you or your journey? Okay, so um, well. On my journey, it exposed me to a lot of different sides of New York, first of all, because I was very new to New York when I came about. And then that's just like on like a professional networking journey. As a person, as a as a girl, it allowed me to express myself and not be afraid to express myself. So um, I know we're gonna touch on or you already touched on a lot, but in this in this movement really helped me like not be afraid to be myself. Um, you define carefree black girl in so many different ways, um, but the free part is my favorite part, right. right? You know, because I was 
You come out, I just came out of school, they tell you to be in this box as a professional, as a young professional black woman, it's all these, all these other stereotypes, but every week, me and my, you know, we were able to come together and just shoot the shits and not be afraid of being ourselves. Right, okay, cool, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, I haven't seen you guys in so long. Like, this is crazy. I miss y'all. Um, audience guys, yeah, we need to do something. <laughs> All right, Uptown. <laughs> All right. So, we were just about to wrap up with abortion. Do you have any thoughts, any energy, anything to say on that? Um, we were just. So, I was talking about that with a few of my peers this uh, weekend, and someone told me about they knew someone who drove to another state so that they can have a procedure done. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the world we live in right now. Um, I've you know been very vocal about being pro-choice. I think it's the individual woman's choice. Um, and it's, it's hurting me to see how a lot of laws are being reversed at this current moment. So at no matter what, if we just stand together, right. we can make a difference. Um, no matter what your views are, it's it's all about having options. Yeah, exactly. You're taking away our options as our reproductive justice is being affected. Therefore, common, we don't have the options to pick and choose how we've decided to create our offspring. So I think we don't need to be afraid. This is time for us to band up together right. and really, really make a difference in our community. Yeah, and I just want to say that um, I think it's important, like, leaving this space and leaving these conversations to make sure that we figure out everything that we can. Like, even if we live in liberal New York, yeah. I know a lot of us moved here. So just see what your state is doing, your home state. Like, even if you got relatives that live there, like, hey, girl, did you sign that new petition? They trying to, um, you know, ban abortion. We got to reverse that law. Like, at least, like, put the word out because I think that a lot of people are just unaware. Like, but what I'm, are the steps to actually reversing that law? Petitioning is step one. Petitioning is step one. Call... They're, they're, and that's when you have to talk to your congressmen and women. You understand? This is, I know it's kind of like, uh, but you know, C-SPAN is a thing. You know, like, yeah, you so. have public access network channel that talks about, you know, your state legislation is a thing. You know, figuring out who is your Senate, who is, well, not even on, who's on the Senate who's representing your state, but who's in the House of Representatives that's representing your state, your county, um, your city is a thing. Uh, call them, leave a voicemail. I've done that in the past for other rules and regulations. I'll call and leave a voicemail. I'm from Florida. I'll call, and you know, that's backwards. I'll call and leave a voicemail like, listen, I'm not for this proposition. I'm voting against this. Me and my community do not believe. We don't stand by this. You think nobody listens, but people are taking that into account. So I was going to say that. So there is a petition for Georgia and Florida and where is it? Oh, Alabama. Alabama. What? There's some other like mommy never noticed other states. Ohio, yeah. So Ohio, there are petitions, and the thing about it is it has to go to like Supreme Court and like things like that. So like Georgia, they're trying to overturn it, so it has to like go through another process before it's like official bill. So they're trying to stop it there. So if y'all know somebody, know somebody. I've been calling. Um, and earlier we mentioned Ava, and if y'all saw when they see us, sorry to change the topic. Those women, they're still teaching and things like that in New York. So there's also a number to call for things like that, get people fired. So like, yeah, if you just call, if you just walking down the street to the train, just be like, hey, I'm trying to call and um, stop abortion. And that's all I have to say about my name is so-and-so, goodbye.
That's really all you gotta say. If you will be counted. All right, send me that number. I got every day on my lunch break. What's up? I'm not for this shit. Okay? How about you come take in his babies and you care so much you need to have it? How about that? When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop where anywhere closet staples at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. So we gon' bit, you know what I mean? Let's shake it off, y'all. That was good. It was deep. It was deep. It was deep. We're going to serious. No, we got to do it, you know? This is Carefree Black Girl Podcast. We talk all things Carefree Black and Girl. We will give y'all a break, though. Um, so the next topic is our Get Free segment. So instead of talking about health and wellness, because we could get real deep there, talk about our JJ's and stuff. Today, we're going to talk about non-traditional dating. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah, I would like to t- ask everybody a question, like your name, what you identify as, like how do you date, you know what I mean? Things like that. And I guess I'll go first. So I'm Quana. I my pronouns, I will do pronouns. My pronoun is she and her, because I'm a woman, you know. And I'm poly in dating. Like I have one main partner and one day in life I may have others. Um, at the same okay, we want to go to you, and then we want to get in the conversation. <laughs> okay, well, hi. I'm, is it my, my next? Yeah, it's your turn. Hi, Amika. I'm a she and her, and um, I guess I'm traditional in a sense, man, woman, monogamous, yeah. So, um, I'm Rose. My pronouns is she, her, and madame. Yes, madam. Um, it's been like that for a while. Um, so I I only date women, so I'm a lesbian. Um, but also in this non-traditional dating, I could be a polyamorous like lesbian. Um, haven't gone there yet. Let's see how I can rotate these hoes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Zaj again. She, her. And goddess, <laughs> my pronoun. Um, I'm traditional. I'm rich traditional. I only date men with money. That's a factor. That's a factor. I support. Um, I'm Ivy. She and her. Um, and Ziva. And Ziva. But uh, I think I am traditional. I guess like I, I do like men with money. Um, I do. But I, I, I like, you know, as long as you struggle, I mean, trying to get to the bag, you're not just out here being a bum, like, it's cool. I'm currently in a relationship, so I'm monogamous. 
Um, but like, you know, me and him, we be doing our one-two bagging girls together. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> word, 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 word. So. <laughs> Question. <laughs> so the topic is non-traditional dating. You guys can speak about this as deeply as you want or not. Um, what was your best relationship? I guess the one I'm in now. But you know what's crazy? Because we didn't have sex for the first month of our relationship. And clearly, I had an abortion at 17, so I've been popping the coochie. But with him, like... <laughs> but, um, yeah, sure um, but, like, he was the first guy that I actually made... Well, I didn't make him wait. He kind of made me wait. He was also like, I think I'm, I sort of like you. I don't want to fuck you and not like you anymore because that's his thing. Like he's like, I didn't have sex with. I don't know. If that's maybe a guy thing. They'll that's have a sex with somebody and then just lose interest. Yeah. So he was just like. It happens to girls. It does. That only happens to me if you no, not if you not doing what you need right. to exactly. Like, but like like. We didn't have sex maybe a month until, like, when we're in a relationship. It was like, we dated for a couple months, and then we got in a relationship, and we didn't have sex till, like, maybe at, like maybe a little over a month. Like, and that was just so different for me. Like, I was the hot one. Like, what the? You know, I was trying to whip it out. And he's like, no. Like, he's like, respect my body. Like, why? Oh, my God. Don't let him try to move it. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, to be honest, I've only really been in one uh like serious relationship, and that was a good one just because this is a guy that I learned a lot from. He's the one I lost my virginity to, and kind of just paved the way for me in this sense, so in cute. some ways. Um, I, we're still best friends, and that's just a relationship that I will continue to nurture. So. Nurture as in y'all still no. He has kids. <laughs> he got kids. He got like a girl. Like no, it's not like that. But like just because this person know me from like a shy little quiet girl to who I am today, like that's the person that I really want to continue to be on my journey with me. You know, because who knows where I'll be next year. So yeah. Nice. Are you looking for a man? Um, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm getting out of the whole phase in a sense. What's your whole phase? You know, stay in the whole phase. That's no, fine. I'm like about to be 30, y'all. I need to get out of the whole phase. Like only men, but I'm not stressing myself out in my relationship. I'm still looking forward to this really good relationship. Um, but the one that I'll give a good B plus to. <laughs> good B plus, B plus that matters. Um, it was a young lady who like, um, I feel like she allowed me to be me. She was probably the one relationship that really allowed me to be me. And even though like, it's two girls, a lot of people are like, who wears the pants? And I, I never know how to answer that question because it's two girls, like, you know what I'm saying? It's two girls, but even though, you know, I come off as feminine, I have a very like aggressive state and I often date girls who look more aggressive, right? But I need you to let me dom. You need to let me like dominate from time to time. And it could be like, you know, I order the dinner, you know, or it could be like, I open the door, you feel me? Or like, but don't be, don't feel no type of way just because I'm taking charge. So B plus allowed me to take charge. 
until I couldn't take charge of you more. And then we just had I to really laugh. I'm about to start rating my relationship. Yeah, it could be. Because I got a lot of C minuses. Okay. B plus is interesting. Okay, that's good. Okay, Taj, what's going on in your head over here? She like, ah, oh, if he wasn't rich, I haven't found him yet. Okay. No, my best relationship is the one I have with myself, y'all. Right. Okay. This is Taj Rian. Please, I'm just letting everyone know this. Y'all, that's very true. And watching this. No. Y'all know what's so crazy. So, like, I've had good interactions with men or whatever. Mm. But um, I've come to the reality that I don't date in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a two-parent home or saw, like, somebody be with a man, build a man up, and fall in love. My perception of love is what I saw on TV. So it was always, like, being hoes or these rich couples. So, like, when I meet men, like, I'm never in the moment. I'm always thinking of the final picture. Can this nigga be the nigga who's going to get the yacht that I want? And so, like, I don't really be in it with men. So I really have difficult dating because, no, I really do. So I had struggles with that. When I was younger, I would say that before I knew that I was bisexual, I would say that, I always was like, do I really not like guys the way it's just like I have this high expectation for the things I want in my life that I don't really like liking a guy you can have whatever you want you whatever you have I think I want but if it's not what I want for myself right. like you could never really be me and my friend you. we just agreed that we are only responsible for our price, not their budget. So it's like yeah. exactly wow. straight yeah. up. Yeah. Tweet. <laughs> so I'm, and I'm not gonna act like I like chicken spot. Like I like yeah. these things, and <laughs> and I think that's what yes. I learned. Being on yeah, the show. like don't be afraid. Don't right. be afraid because niggas will chicken spot you to death. Yeah. No, and right. I, I don't like that. It's better shit. to weed them out early. Don't be. Yeah, it's better to do it that way. Weed them out early. Don't waste time dating somebody you wait. If they order you well done steaks, I cannot. Like, bye-bye. Oh. Girl, no. well done is the way to go. Not well done steak. You is bugging me. I don't eat steak. <laughs> so, okay. You I eat meat. meat. You don't I eat meat. meat. <laughs> I eat meat. I eat meat. So, okay, this brings me to my last question for the dating segment. Mama, did you do yours? You did it first. Oh, no, I didn't answer. What did I say? The best relationship? Okay, well, I guess it's my current relationship. Yeah. Not to be all machine because she, but I feel like this is the first relationship that allowed me to just be myself all the way because I feel like in other relationships, I was like, okay, I like this person, but I may talk to other people. And it was just this whole idea of like sneaking around and I just got tired of it after a while. In this relationship, even though I can talk to other people, I'm not really interested. And it's because I've been able to be like, just like, this is me. This is what I like. Oh. I have a question because I'm also realizing like some of the best relationships show you who you are. Right. So, what's some things in this relationship, or just for anyone, that like you found out about yourself that you may not have liked about yourself that like it was brought out in a relationship? I found out how, how dominant I was, like, and how, like, I can be a bit, like, aggressive um, to my demise sometimes and sometimes to my benefit, but, like, I like to drive the boat. 
Okay. My main thing is that like when things don't go my way or if I'm like upset, I just kind of go into myself. I seclude myself. I could I literally be gone. Like I'll be hours away. Like you won't see me for days. And um, that's something I'm working on, like not letting people out. So that's what I learned. I had to learn um, how to let people be human. Like, I go through shit. And sometimes stuff ain't in the budget that I want. And I always, you know how they be like, niggas be like, girls be asking $50. And then niggas be like, they ain't got it. And they be like, niggas broke. They be like, bitch, you need $50. <laughs> so I just feel like, for me, like, I have to learn, like, men are human too. Men are chasing dreams too. Men are going through stuff that girls go through sometimes too. So I gotta be like, I this nigga might need to say too. Like, I be like, nigga, if I need a five course meal every day and you ain't got it, but then I gotta think, like, well, if I want him to be able to buy a house, he gotta be able to save money and budget too. So I just, it brought out, Chris. like, I always want something. You can't go to Ruth Chris all day, every day if you want the house and the yacht. Exactly. Gotta be reasonable. Um, I'm crazy, I guess. That's what my relationship right now revealed to me. <laughs> no, it's just that, like, I personally... <laughs> no, I do... I be doing too much sometimes. Like, I will... Um, I feel like I take on more than I can really, like, do, and I don't make time for myself to the point that I get frustrated with everybody else for asking me to do shit. And I think that this relationship taught me because my current partner is just so, like, chill, like, yeah, I'm going to get it done. He worked hard. He has his money to pay for things. He's not going to overdo it. He's like, this is within my means. This is within my budget. And I'm just like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. This is what's going to happen. And he's just like, no, you got to chill. So, like, I think that that's what it revealed to me. And also, like, family. I love my family, and I'm big on my family, but I feel like I didn't really take the time for them the way I needed to. And the way he caters to his family, it just makes me like, oh, okay, I need to, like, call my grandma and, like, stuff like that. Because I'm from Georgia, so I live here. And like, my grandma's birthday was yesterday, and, y'all, I have four relatives' birthdays who were on the 8th and the 9th. So I thought I called everybody, but I forgot to call my grandma. And she texted me, she was like, Happy birthday to me from Kwana. And I was just like, Grandma, you text? I was like, when did I, why didn't I know this? Why, did, why didn't I know this? So it's just like, stuff like that. I feel like my relationship taught me to just like, be more attentive. I'm still working on it, but right. it taught me that. Y'all think that all men cheat? No. I think that all people cheat. I don't think that sex is always cheating. So we got 10 minutes left, guys. We got 10 minutes left. But I don't think that do you think that, the last question is, do you think that cheating is the end of a relationship? No. 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 I don't think <laughs> But you're gonna run them No, pockets. cause you know why? People always ask, like, so I love Beyonce and Jay-Z, and people always ask, like, well, how you feel about Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce? And I'm like, well, I feel like they came back from that. And you could see that he truly values her. And I think it's all about, a man learning from that, like it, it sucks that they gotta go through that and see what's out there before they realize, like, nah, what I got at home is better. And it definitely breaks the other person down. I think it's depending well, on how that person is, it will make me feel like, damn, nigga, I wasn't enough. I feel like, but also, women, we don't always cater to our men needs. Like, 
we just think because we're fucking them that they're supposed to be no like and that's what, like that's what my relationship kind of taught me right now is that I'm very all about me like I need you to do this for me and it's just like oh damn like you had a long day too I'm sorry you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like we gotta start asking them and do you need yes. a massage do you need I was just why do they have to ask for my head? last you know one I wanted a massage ask for Y'all, I used to want a full body massage every day. Never offer to give a massage. You know, I personally, yeah. I, I personally I think cheating is kind of a deal breaker only because it's like a respect thing. Ooh. If you're willing to, you know, put yourself in a situation to cheat with on your your loved one or whatever, I think that that's just a, like a disrespect. And then the person is like. You always, like, you can say you forget it, you can forgive, you can get your combat, whatever, but down the line, that's going to come back, and it's going to be like, you remember when this happened? Like, you're going to bring it back, and I don't, unless you can completely get over it in every aspect of your relationship, it won't work, because you're going to still remember that. You're going to bring it back up. It's, it's, it's just disrespectful. Me? Have you? Yeah, you've never, you've never. No. I'm going to be traumatic. And I'm like, you guys, how could you and I thought, I thought the guy I was with cheated on me, and we had so many heart to heart, so many times about the same situation. I like, I could never get over it. I'm like, I need that one. I could never get over it, and it just ruined things. So, like, no, I feel like it's to each his own. Um, I, I, I was talking to again, a whole bunch of girls, and someone was like, cheating is final. One of my, because like, cheating is final. Like, that's it. And it's to each his own on what you can come back to. Because I know, as much as we love Beyonce, there are moments where she's just like, because mm-hmm. you can't erase what we saw it. <laughs> the freaking basketball. No, that wasn't that. Don't, don't, let's not drag. Let's not. Thank you with the good head. <laughs> it wasn't that. That wasn't the situation. I'm just saying. I, and we see it. Let's not even use Beyonce. We can use it on our aunties and our and like the women in our relationship, in our lives who we've known been in relationships that weren't to their benefit. And they but cheating is and they're they're still having. And I feel like people just be like, oh, you cheated on me, it's over. But that nigga ain't cook for you, ain't pay a bill for you, ain't do nothing. But you're going to leave him because he cheated? It's mad of the shit you could have left him for. I that's think my, that's relationships are about, like, if you're going to truly be monogamous, it's about getting 100% of what you need. Yeah. So it's like a graph. Like, if you know you want a nigga that cook, a nigga that got money, a nigga that's fine, a nigga that has sex good. Like, if you got a man, if he only gives you 75% of that, like, I'm going to get that other 25% from somewhere. So, I think that's where cheating comes into play. Like, don't be with somebody who only gives you 75%. Like, how niggas be like... And that's what I was going to say. Everybody's like, oh, cheat, but it's like... It's other stuff. Like I do feel, feel like, like people gotta be better communicators, yeah, and that will probably lead to less cheating. Because if a dude or if your partner in general, male or female, if they could just tell you like, bro, you not, you gotta step it up. Right. Yeah. Maybe they won't cheat on you, but if they don't feel that level of comfort to tell you like, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. I'm considering that this might not be it. I might need something else. You might not stop the cheating. Right. And that, and I mean, I feel like that's just a big deal breaker. Like, tell me. Because I'm not going to front. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. My nigga then came to me a couple times like, bro, you ain't give me a head in a month. And I was like, for real? I could have sworn I just did that. Like, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, or like, babe. Like, okay, nah. cool. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like once he told me that, like, I stepped it up as a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I ain't come on my pockets, but I gave him a little more head, you know? Like, right. I think, <laughs> um, 
I think cheating too, one thing I realized is being monogamous, like for men that have a problem, you have to live with yourself every day. Like you only get your one person. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you've learned how to love yourself, truly love yourself and love yourself in your bad days, your good days, that mirrors how you are in a relationship. Like you have to look at your partner as that like. So if a person is okay and happy with being themselves, like people that look at other people like, oh, I want to be them or I want this, then you're not going to be faithful. Right. You gotta, you're you not know? even faithful so to yourself. It's, it's deep. You got to, it's level. So, God, do you have anything to add? Oh, no, I, I, I was going to agree with that. No, okay. Is a okay, cool. Like, so we're, we're about to be over time and we wanted to give, so we have like two, three minutes for the fan questions. Um, one topic that was on the table and this could be to everybody, um, was from a fan. Is it important for black women to create inclusive spaces? No. So there's always been a conversation of black women not having their own space. Do you guys feel that, I wanna let everybody talk for 30 seconds, and then I'm gonna get some audience chiming. Nope, not my What do you? <laughs> What do you no. define as inclusive? Like, it has to be all black women, all women, no, all... Like, inclusive spaces are for everybody. So do you feel like black women should create spaces for everybody? To be. Um, I do not because to be both black and a woman, no one else has that experience and no one else can be really in our shoes. So I think it's very, very important for, for us to have our own things, whether it's makeup, hair, uh, jobs, whatever. I think that is very important for us. Ditto. <laughs> well, I'll, yeah, you know, I'll just say no, too, because like I was saying earlier, you have to find out who is the audience that you reach in. And like, if you ain't reaching them people over there, then let them do them. It's somebody reaching them. So I agree. Okay. Well, audience, do y'all have any questions before we leave? Oh, okay. Well, we, we before we wrap up. Or do y'all have any questions? Do y'all have any questions, comments, concerns? Yes, Minister Jazzy. Yes. So I want I want to um, go to what that, the question that y'all asked. I, mean, I just told you that a long time ago. I want to say something. Okay. Um, <laughs> um it's in, it's interesting because as a Caribbean American woman, there's a lot of black women spaces that I don't feel is a safe space for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times we take like this whole like black woman thing as like a skin color thing, and then thinking that, oh, this is a safe space. So I tend to create spaces for people that I identify as different, right? And so then whoever can feel inside of that, they are allowed, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your skin color. You understand what I'm saying? Gotcha, that's, gotcha. That's what I'm so I, I do create spaces for people that identify as different, right? And that works, as opposed to like making it about skin color. Because there's a lot of people that are black skinned, that don't bother me. They're like, girl, right. weird. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> 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 right. That's very true. Even to piggyback off of that, like, she feels the, the need and the urge to create that space. But as black women, we are literally always working and doing other people's work. Yeah. Really, this never benefited from it. So I feel where she's coming from, where that's coming from her genuine heart and her soul, that's what she wants to do. But I don't think any of y'all are obligated. Right. Oh, right. Definitely. Your call. 
Wait, wait, wait. I definitely, I, I agree. That um, made me think, what do, what do that stuff we say on social media, like people be throwing women empowerment events? But yeah, but they'll be empowering they're each other. Girls. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Yeah, and they be mean girls. Um, but I just want to ask that question because it's always uh, a question for me, like, you do things for black women, and you know, why do you feel like it's important when I white women about these, uh, about this other woman or that other woman about this person, and I'm always like, well, black women, we have to share our space a lot, and so I try to like create a space for just us, and something that identifies with everybody, but that's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, what you say, Mr. Jazzy? And yeah, do we have any other questions, comments, concerns about anything else, any I, other topic? I'll just say that um, there's been a lot of movements that occurred that probably didn't even, wouldn't even gotten to the finish line if it wasn't for a black woman right. who was in the back. Right. You understand? Even when we think of the feminist movement, you understand the black women were involved and were asked oftentimes to be removed or walk in the back of the parade right. or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't ever, and through this experience, I've learned to never be afraid of doing stuff, doing what's best for you. Right, in the and if it's And we need to just continue doing what's best for us because I always say the best reflection for me is another black woman. Yeah. woman. Like that's my favorite thing. Right, right. Right. They're the only people who are gonna make me sharper um, as you can see. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Word. Um, this concludes this episode of Carefree Black Girl Live. Again, um, these are, I just want to say before we go, the reason why I chose all of you guys to be on Carefree Black Girl Podcast and to be a part of the movement is because you guys want to have your own thing going on and it's just so unique and it's so beautiful and I feel like you guys represent a, a piece of me and also things that I weren't. I wasn't. And I also, I really, really appreciate that and I want to say I thank you for everything that you bring to the brand. Um, and I appreciate that. And yeah, so um, you can find us at carefreeblackgirl underscore ink on Instagram, um, CFBG pod, so that's CFBG P-O-D on Twitter, and we have a Patreon, so if you like what you hear, you want to donate us $1, $2, $3 a month, you can um, at patreon.com slash carefreeblackgirl, and I'm Quana, you can find me on all the socials at Quana MC, so it's Q-U-A-N-N-A-M-C, and yeah, I pass it on to Nika. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carpe Nika, like Carpe Diem, but um, Carpe Nika in IKA. Also, have a blog called Broke to Dope, so follow that on um, Twitter, Broke with the number two dope, and then Instagram, Broke to Dope.com, all spelled out. Cool, I'm Rez. You can follow me at call me underscore R E Z underscore. That's on all platforms Instagram and Twitter. Call me underscore Rez underscore. You can find me on the blog. Nah. <laughs> you can find me 
Is my Instagram, I mean, is my um, mic on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You can find me on Instagram at Dajrian, but you can just search D double A J and I'm going to pop up because I got my, I'm the only person in the world with my name, y'all. I like that. Um, I love it. And Twitter is Dash the Dawn, D A A J D A D O N. Um, I'm Ivy. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ivy Like Blue, no E, on all social medias. So. Yeah. Oh my god, and y'all can um, search me on SoundCloud, D-double-A-J. Yeah, and you can listen to Carefree Black Girl podcast on iTunes. It's just hashtag Carefree Black Girl. So hashtag Carefree Black Girl, you can find the podcast. And hashtag Carefree Black Girl, you can see everything we talk about and follow the movement. Um, make sure y'all follow all these ladies because even though they're a part of a big movement, they all have their own separate brands and things they do. And that's just what we want you guys to take away from tonight is that through working together, we've been able to create create this big thing. Yeah. So when you see Carefree Black Girl, think about 30, 40, 50 women. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. Get faster free shipping at Amazon.